What's allowed us to scale is we built this thing like the big guys from day one, yeah. understanding that that's what success is. That 1%, if you really want to look at it, it's not the product, it's not the name, it's not the shiny pictures, it's what they do underneath. If you think of McDonald's and you think they're a hamburger place, you just don't understand their business. They're a real estate company. You look at Facebook and you think it's this, that, and the other thing, they're an advertising company. That's what they are. And so when you look at Everbull, what are we? We are a go-to-market system. My name's Rudy Moore, host of Living the Red Life podcast, and I'm here to change the way you see your life in your earpiece every single week. If you're ready to start living the red life, ditch the blue pill, take the red pill, join me in Wonderland and change your life. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Living the Red Life. Excited for today's episode with Jeff. Uh, Jeff has a, an amazing resume, very incredible. And, and the reason I wanted Jeff to come on is there's a really cool hybrid crossover here between traditional brick and mortar, moving into the online space, uh, using the online space and his awareness of digital ads, social media, online branding to grow a really cool big franchise. Another friend of mine that's uh, associated with it, Dan, who's been on the podcast, Dan Fleischman, uh, and a ton more we're going to dive into today. So let's dive straight in. Uh, Jeff, welcome. Uh, excited to have you here. Thanks for having me, Rudy. Big fan of you and your show. And it's always a, a pleasure to come on. So thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I know we, you know, we've got to know each other the last few months um, and obviously you're running the same circles. And I think we share a similar vision of like, we've got, you know, you've probably been in business longer than me, but we, we saw how it's changing. Right. And we're going to talk about the changing in business. And uh, obviously you've exited companies, you've grown companies. Uh, really big companies and and you're not just this kind of, you know, learn click funnels two years ago kind of guy, which a lot of the world is these days, sadly, but you have the business background. So so let's dive in, give two minutes of, you know, your kind of story and what you've done for the audience if they don't know who you are. Sure. I'll give you the very quick back of the baseball card, but uh, went to law school to be a sports agent, had a job lined up at Lee Steinberg Sports Agency. David Meltzer's a lifelong friend, so we were going to be working together. Um had a kid in law school, so ultimately decided didn't want to pursue that career. Graduated with six figures in law school loans and no idea what I was going to do when I grew up. Started a sales job, was very successful at it. Um, worked for ADP, number one sales rep in the country. And uh, basically, they made me wait for a bonus that I had earned in my contract. I had to wait to the end of a fiscal year, and it was about six months early. And they said I was an outlier, that I was able to do it so quick. And my ego at 24 told me this isn't the right place for me. So I quit my job. Uh, sold my sold my house, moved my daughter, my fiance and daughter into my parents' house, and started my first company at 24. It was a payroll HR company in 2007. Scaled it, sold it in 2010. Started a recruiting agency simultaneously, and learned about the power of vertical integration, and sold that in 2011. 2012, a whole bunch of failures are the year I learned. Let's say, yeah. Um, yeah. I partnered with Neil Patel, and we started a digital. I started a digital marketing agency that I sold my clients in 2015. And then I was semi-retired and driving my family crazy. And my wife said, go do something. You're driving us crazy. So I started Everbowl, which was yep. a current venture. And it was a passion project. And I wanted to disrupt the uh, healthy food sector and leverage what I, what I know about digital marketing, what I know about branding, what I know about vertical integration, and really bring modern thinking into the restaurant space and um, scaled it. And today I run five companies uh, that are all vertically integrated from WeBuild, where I build them all, Unevolve Products, where I source all my own ingredients and create my own products, um, Unevolve Studios, where we produce all the content and the shows and um, all the digital side of it, Unevolve yeah. Concepts, where I partner and we help ideate and scale, and then Everbull, which is um, the brick and mortar 
acai and superfood chain. Yeah, great. And I love, well, Brett, we'll come back to the the integration side because I think um, a lot of people don't understand that in our world. I mean, I think the way they understand it is adding upsells to a landing page and a funnel, right? But eventually when you get into bigger business and, you know, I've learned this fortunately from billionaires and studying billion dollar brands and hanging around with lots of people that have grown hundred million dollar plus companies, you see that, uh, and you start to think bigger, right? You go, well, I got this long company doing 10, 20 mil. Well, maybe I can add these two, three things in, and that's easier to get to a hundred mil than it is just this one thing. And there's so many synergies and I know we'll come to it later, but just to tease people, you're doing a bit of the McDonald's model, right? In some capacity with Everbowl, right? You've got the you've got the main stores, but then you're getting into all the manufacturing warehouse and uh, real estate and all that sort of side. So I love that. And I think that's super valuable for people listening to think outside of their marketing world. Most people stay in the marketing world. They never leave. They get stuck there and then they never get past 10 million because you have to learn more bigger business principles to do that. So uh, super important. Let's come back to that. Um, talk about the growth of, of this though, because I know it's like growing like crazy. Um, you're doing stuff with celebrities, you know, helping them build out their franchises too. And how are you using social media and everything to integrate with brick and mortar? Well, so brick and mortar for a lot of business and for a lot of your audience that live in the digital world, there's a, there's a big differentiator between brick and mortar and, and digital and yep. brick and mortar companies think like brick and mortar and digital think like digital. But what they fail to realize is that nobody's going to see me better and faster than if I have a digital presence because I can attract and attach myself to anybody anywhere right now. Yep. But I have a physical product. And so the way we blend those two things is through personal branding, through stories, through content, through co collabs, through influencer marketing. And that brings the digital eyes to what we're doing in the physical world and get them into the store. And then what we're doing in the physical store, we're pushing them to our digital space. And so it's a circular loop. It's yeah. so important for expansive growth. And this is where I think a lot of brick and mortars fail. And I think a lot of digital only brands don't uh, truly understand the power of having a physical presence where people can go and touch, feel, taste, smell, and interact that human side. Well, we did that with my office, right? Like it's very rare that a, a full, ad, like I didn't need an office and there's really only like me, Grant, couple of others, you know, Bradley and uh, maybe a couple of other people that have Billy Jean that have offices in this industry. But I kind of did it for many reasons. But part of it is, yeah, we host our events, their clients fly in, we have a studio there, Hulk Hogan comes in every week, right? So there's so much power in that. Um, and, you know, you're spending maybe 400 grand a month in ads. It's like, well, for 20 grand a month, I can have an office. It's like, you know, and the amount of content and ability and revenue I can generate from that is a no brainer. And I mean, you know, far few, not enough of us are thinking about that, right? Even a t-shirt company that's doing 5 million online, they could have a signature small store and it might break even or not even make much money, but they, the amount of they could do with the ads, the studio, customers coming in, you know, doing first impressions of the t-shirt, t-shirt contests or whatever it is right if you're creative there's so much you can do with it and obviously it's the flip for the old school uh you know local brick and mortar businesses that just can't get their head around the online side and it's the experience i mean the thing is i'm everbold it's a super food chain okay people hear restaurants they think i'm just some restaurant guy and i have a little podunk office you come to my headquarters you're going to go through an experience 
unlike anything you've ever been through from our studio to our virtual reality tours to our actual restaurant we have inside our office to where we manufacture and produce to the tasting to the R&D it's yeah. a you know we have there are almost 30,000 square feet of office space um and we create an experience so when someone comes they might have heard about me or they heard about our brand before but when a potential franchisee a potential investor a potential celebrity who wants me to build for them or collab for them anyone comes into our ecosystem in that physical experience we are now have a new level of respect they now look at our our company as a much larger enterprise with a new level of validation same for us 100 yeah. percent. exactly and i was speaking to grant cardone about this like how do you measure roi because i mean the marketers right look at money in money out and that's great for direct funnels ads landers uh, and even some of my staff and C-suite and people challenge me on how much I spend on the office, how much I renovate it, the rent. Do we need this? And, you know, those people don't understand like the big conceptual part of ROI that as visionaries do, right? Grant with all of his, you know, he'll throw big events, lose a bunch of money sometimes, right? I'm not saying he does, but he could because he sees where that can cascade from. He can bring in celebrity speakers, pay millions of dollars because he sees what that does for the brand. You're that you just explained that same thesis. So I mean, one takeaway already for the people listening is like measuring ROI. I've expanded and changed my mindset on how I now measure ROI because it, it can come in many ways, shapes, and forms, and it's not just like an ad. What, what about? Uh, I would love to hear about um, how did you get so many franchises in? Like, how did you grow it so fast? Because <clears throat> See, a franchise is an it's in a lucrative model. It's an exciting model. It's a great model to expand quickly. But most of them fail in reality, just like funnels. And you know, everyone sees the top one percent and says, "Oh, I should do that." But you know, I've seen many fail. So, what makes you guys different? Well, a few things. Number one, I was never going to franchise. So I had twenty eight of my own. Uh, was never going to franchise. It was COVID, um, and I still yeah. has all corporate. But vertical integration is what makes us different. And it's why the 1% succeed. So if you're going to buy a franchise of anything, <clears throat> whether it's McDonald's or uh, Supercuts or an Everbowl, what are you buying? You're buying into a system. You're buying into an, an existing brand that you can be a part of and bring to a market and you expect a totality of services around you. Well, most companies are just a name on the door. So if it was Jeff's Bowls and I was just ordering acai and going to give you my little SOPs, what are you really buying there? You're not really buying anything. When you buy into an Everbowl, you're buying into an entire go-to-market strategy and system for building, scaling, and, and profiting from this enterprise, as well as the partnerships and collaborations that come with it. Because we have celebrities involved like Drew Brees, when you buy into a, our franchise, Drew Brees is going to help endorse your story. He's going to help endorse you and your product. We build our construction company. We're going to build it for you for half the price and take over the entire entire build-out process and open it in three days. And mm -hmm. so we're able to provide this ancillary amount of services, much like, as you mentioned earlier, McDonald's. Why do you buy a McDonald's? Well, they're the second or the largest or second largest real estate company in the world. But them in the church, I just don't remember who's, who's number one. They're the largest toy distributor in the world for the Happy Meal. They have the largest chicken farms from the Chicken McNuggets. I haven't even mentioned hamburgers, right? So you're buying into an entire system. So when you buy a franchise like Everbowl, what's allowed us to scale is we built this thing like the big guys from day one, yeah. understanding that that's what success is. That 1%, if you really want to look at it, it's not the product, it's not the name, it's not the shiny pictures, it's what they do underneath. If you think of McDonald's and you think they're a hamburger place, you just don't understand their business. They're a real estate company. 
you look at Facebook and you think it's this, that, and the other thing, they're an advertising company. Yep. That's what they are. And so when you look at Everbull, what are we? We are a go-to-market system. A, we are a system to open retail boxes. And the fact that we sell acai bowls is amazing and it's great and it's what customers like, but you'll buy into our franchise because you're buying into our system and recognize we have something that's very unique compared to all of the other players in, in my direct niche, in my space. Yeah, and there's those two things I would love to pick up on that we talked about. The first one's branding. Let's spend a few minutes on that. And then the second one I would love to talk about is that vertical integration and that expansive model. Because like I said, way too many people miss that in our world. They just don't understand that bigger box business concept. But as you said, it's like, that's actually where you make most of your wealth and money and how you grow your business, not the thing on the front door, which is, and most people only ever do the thing on the front door. And then they wonder, and I've seen this last seven years, I've helped so many companies grow. I've become friends with everyone. And it's shocking how many people just don't get past 10 million. And I truly believe it's because they can't see outside of the one thing, right? And obviously some of it's personal goals. Some Most people can't build teams and systems, which is another part you talked about. But I also want to talk about branding, two sides. Would you say a big part of buying a franchise is the branding? Like yeah. because you, you're, so you're building at the holding company level that branding, and then other people are able to basically piggyback off that branding, right? They're paying money. It's like, buying a 10x license, right? Grant sells licenses for his course. You're piggybacking off years and millions or tens of millions of dollars of work to grow that brand. It's why you buy a Subway versus starting your own sub shop, right? Because people see that and they want to go there. Um, so what effort and energy and, and involvement do you do into growing the overall brand? I mean, that's from the beginning. I mean, when we opened our doors, the brand was everything. The menu was set completely like way down the line. I can always yeah. change the menu. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. always hire a chef. You know, why do nine out of 10 restaurants fail? Because they're started by chefs. They're not yep. started by people who understand business. Okay. If you don't have good branding, if you don't have good marketing, if people don't know what you stand for and get behind it and think it looks amazing and they understand your USP, your, your, your unique selling proposition, if they don't understand your culture and, and your why, and you haven't put a lot of effort into branding all of those elements, when you come into our store, you're going to see that everything is done intentionally, everything. And we have black on black logo on the Everbowl on the, on the hat because we don't want it to be so in, in that instance, we're trying to make it subtle. We want you to come in. We have an insider's menu, very much like in and out where if you know something, you know something, you're part of the in-group. Word of mouth advertising is so important for us. So the way we try to articulate our friends and family giveaway day, where we allow our customers to be the, the mayor of the town and introduce and bring whoever they want for free food makes them feel part of the brand. Like brand is so much more than just the aesthetic picture, right? It's telling the story. It's understanding what you stand for, why, how, et cetera, and allows people to then tell that story for you. And there's a famous saying, good to the power of one, bad to the power of 10. If you do something good for someone, they tell one person, you do something bad, they tell 10. Yeah. So how do you get more from the good to the power of one to hit more of those people? Because when someone tells you, a friend tells you to go somewhere, you go at a much higher percentage than if I pay for a, just a generic ad. And so your brand allows that to happen. And so at Everbowl, at WeBuild, for us, it's all about brand. 100% of the time, brand, 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 brand. It's just how you say it. And the big dichotomy is a lot of the 10 million and under companies that you're referencing, they don't quite understand how the biggest players do this. Yeah. Right? They haven't yet figured that out. And when they cross that chasm, you 10x, uh, no pun intended for for, for uh, the 10x. Yeah, yeah and I, I think the thing too is like, 
that I think that's like I used to hate branding honestly if it was a bunch of BS because I saw branding as like your logo and business cards which I'm like yeah it doesn't really matter right but then like now when I use the word branding it's it's kind of what we said here like I see it as like more the tribe and what people know you for and associate with you and all of all of those million things under that keyword name and now I've become like a branding expert and I teach a bunch of branding but I don't teach anything about oh your logo I've never taught about a logo design in my life right which is how most people see branding when they start um and I mean I've become so known for branding because of how I built the red stuff right and but it's it's more of an association thing and McDonald's has done that well and I did a podcast episode last week actually that links to this um which talks all about Louis Vuitton and Gucci and Ferrari and Lamborghini and expensive water and why are people paying 10x the normal cost is because the association and how people associate when people do business with that brand right just like how some of your customers associate with you when they bring a friend that's visiting from out of town or they set up a lunch date there versus meeting their friend at you know, McDonald's or Starbucks or Subway or another chain, right? They they want to associate with more of a luxury, healthy, I'm living this great, healthy lifestyle versus taking their friends to McDonald's, right? So there's right. always that like psychology that comes into it. I would love to switch because we talked around branding for businesses and obviously brick and mortar, but I know you're on a bit of a mission too. Like I am, I think we have, have a lot of similarities and alignment in the future of branding is also the person. Um, and obviously we're, you know, we have a lot of mutual friends that are also very big on those sort of things, but I, I would love to ask you why are you focused on that? Because some business gurus would say, well, you should only just, fo just focus on your business. Your business is growing, right? And old school people that don't understand how I think the future is panning out, don't understand the personal side. So what's your two cents on that? Why is that important, et cetera? So 2023 is the year I decided to go all in on the personal brand. Uh, you talked to me last year and before I was like, I'll be the anonymous guy, just build the company, Everbull, we build, I would name my company. Yeah. I, I just didn't care. You yeah. know, I'd speak on stages and it would be like, I cared little about me and it was just me basically doing ads. And it just doesn't resonate the same. In today's world, people want to understand the who behind the company right? We want Elon Musk, whether you love him or hate him, that yeah. story is captivating, right? The Jeff Bezos stories, we want to understand who that guy is, or that that female, you know, what did she do? Why? Who is she? What does she stand for? And so personal brand allows me the opportunity now to teach and educate and speak my my truth. Whoa, 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 wait a second. Before we go into the rest of this episode, I'm gonna interrupt abruptly and just ask you one big favor. I hope you're getting a ton of value, a ton of knowledge. I hope you're getting some breakthroughs from myself and the guests, and I want one thing in return. What I would love is for you to subscribe and leave a review. The reviews and the subscription grows the podcast. It allows me to bring you even better guests. It allows me to invest even more time and money into this podcast to bring you the latest and greatest, the best entrepreneurs from around the world that are crushing life, crushing their business, and giving you all the tools, the mindset hacks, the knowledge, and the environment you need to be successful. So do me a favor, if you've got any amount of value from today's episode so far, or any previous episode, or any of the content I've done, it would mean the world to me if you hit a five-star review, give us your feedback on the show, the episodes, and subscribe and download. Plus, if you do that and send me a screenshot on 
Instagram at Rooney Moore Life. I will send you a bunch of my free training, marketing courses, sales courses worth $499. Yes, $500 worth of courses for a simple 30 second review. It would mean the world to me. Send me that screenshot. I would love for you to leave that review and I would appreciate it very, very much so we can keep growing this show and make it awesome. So let's get back into the episode. I appreciate you guys and let's dive back in. Seed my companies. And so when I speak on stages and I teach vertical integration all around the country, guess what? I talk about Everbull and WeBuild. And without selling, when I get off the stage, I have 20 to 50 franchise requests that come in just through me speaking yeah. vertical okay. integration and mm-hmm. using that platform to talk about a lesson and a principle. But I use my company as the example. And that level of storytelling has created me the ability to have 500 franchise requests all the time and grow so quickly. So it's actually a great sales tactic. Number two, it's longevity. Everbull is a company that I'm running right now, but I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've sold three companies. I've had 15 different organizations that I've started. Um, Some have succeeded, some have failed. But what about me in 10 years? What am I going to be doing then? My personal brand will allow me to have the, the sphere of influence I want to create my next company or drive impact to my next company or any company I'm involved with. So when you think about it as an entrepreneur, if you don't have a personal brand, if you're not focusing on building your credibility in your marketplace, defining your tribe and getting them around you, your community, well, that community is your support group for everything you do, whether you're selling a product, a service, you're raising capital. I mean, I mentioned on stage like, oh, we're raising money for this. I The money's raised. I don't even have to go and do dog and pony shows. <laughs> and the final one is it allows you to build incredible incredible friends and build that network, right? Because as my sphere of influence grows and I, people like yourself, that we become friends and we're now on each other's shows and we're we're hanging out at events, it attracts my sphere of influence goes to you. Your sphere of influence goes to me and we both build our brands bigger. And so it really is that snowball that that's so important. And I I think it's like the, the people at the top keep winning, right? Which not everyone likes, but it's like, Hey, we put in the work and we just keep compounding each other's success. And, and and I always say to people now, I'm like, you can choose to de- ignore branding. That's your decision, right? You can choose to ignore it, but you're going to suffer. There's just no way around it because even if you have a brand not related to a personal brand like yours, it's all the outside things you don't realize, right? It's like, yeah, the speaking and getting new franchises. It's the relationships. It's the connection to one guy that knows a celebrity that loves the idea of he saw Shaq buying a bunch of franchises and getting rich from that. He goes, I want to buy a bunch of franchises. Now he's bought hundred franchises from you. And now he's the face, another face of the brand for your franchises, which help you sell 500 more franchises. That came from one person that you met from having a strong personal brand. And I call it the butterfly effect, right? You just can't measure that. That's like that indirect ROI. It's impossible to measure, but it could change your life. It literally could change the outcome of your business and life. Um, and you you can't get that if you're a nobody. If no one knows about you, you just it's an exposure thing. You just don't get as much you know business cards in the old school world across your desk. So yeah, super important. And I love I, I just love that because you know we see the same, but I love it because you've got a different brick. You know, a personal brand's more obvious if you're selling online courses, right? And you need a big following. But I love how you're you know relaying it, and hopefully the audience love it. Because it's a non-typical, like it's not an info product marketing business. It's a real company, right? Construction and franchise and food, but you're still getting crazy benefits from the personal brand side. 
Insane benefits. And I can tell you, I mean, our, we build our construction company. I mean, now we're, we're, we're building Shaquille O'Neal's big chickens and Drew Brees' edge zones and Capriati's and we, and all these brands are coming to us. And is that from the connections, from the, having a stronger personal brand? Yeah. So if you had to quantify that, if you could say, Hey, I had no personal brand, but I'm really rich. You'd say, you know, do a million dollar deal just to get that right. You'd write a million dollar checks. It's like, you can't measure that. Uh, and it, and almost money sometimes can't buy it, right? Shaq doesn't care about a million dollars, but if someone refers him to someone, to someone, to you, voila. Right? That's right. And I can be honest, like, I mean, listen, I was a millionaire before I ever did personal brand, but now I'm making 10X again, yeah. no, no unintended, uh, because I'm building my personal brand and what I'm investing into it. And so if you're sitting there listening to this and you haven't yet made that connection, um, you know, I'm, what are we in August of 23? I'm eight months into really all in on my personal brand, my website, my book came out finally. You know, I, I published my pop, my podcast comes out uh, today. And I'm doing all these things that I was too scared or timid or chicken or, or didn't think was important before. And I can honestly tell you, I'm making more money today than when I sold, you know, I've sold three companies, I've made a fortune doing other stuff and I can just see the exponential growth rate in my, yeah. in my own. Well, and it's going to compound, right? Cause the bigger your brand gets, the bigger the connections get, which do even bigger deals. So it's like real estate. It's like, I say it's like buying land on the ocean. And then over the next 40 years, that beach becomes Clearwater beach or South beach, Miami, right. Or Venice beach. It just starts compounding too. So it's hard and deal to- flow. I mean, and the, the last one that, that I don't think enough people understand is, I used to hunt deals. Now yeah. deals come to me. Like you I get to say hey, no more than yes, right? That's the thing. Correct. <laughs> correct. Like, hey, Jeff, I see all this stuff you're doing. Can you be part of this new venture? Will you be part of this new venture? Can I give you shares just to be an advisor to this yeah. new venture? Where I'm doing the same stuff. The difference is now I'm, I'm to your point, I'm speaking it out to the world. I'm allowing everyone in. There's only one risk, right? Which is you have to be willing to be out there and which means people are going to see sometimes not your best stuff or you're going to be embarrassed or whatever. But at the end of the day, like as long as you're authentically you and you're not a human, a bad human, it's all fine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, last couple of minutes and that's awesome. And and I, you know, speak, speak that. So hopefully, you know, some people are still being stubborn about it. I'm sure. So there's another great business person like yourself uh, hitting the hammering on them. So last thing to tease it. So I know you're going to come to my event soon and I'm uh, excited for that. And we'll talk about that vertical integration, right? So just for two minutes, tease it up, you know, give an example like McDonald's so people understand it and what you're going to be speaking about and, and why it's so important to grow a bigger company. So outside of relationship capital, who you know, the number one, or in this case, the number two most important success hack I've ever come across is the power of vertical integration. And vertical integration is when you take your repeatable problems in your business, your repeatable vendors that you have to use time and time again, because it is so paramount to your business. So think about, for example, Tesla, they make electric cars. What is the two biggest challenges for them? Batteries and charging. So Elon Musk built his own battery factories to make his own batteries for his Teslas. And he has the largest charging network in the country with Tesla charging stations around the country. He did that because those are the two hurdles or two biggest problems to him getting mass adoption of the Tesla. So he vertically integrated those two components. 
So vertical integration is taking those challenges or problems and either starting your own company or acquiring a company that solves it. So now you own that part of your business, even if it's just a, a sub company to your main yeah. thing, but it's controlled by you. So my example really quickly with Everbowl is I have to build restaurants around the country. Well, during COVID, it was difficult. It was expensive before COVID. So I started my own construction company to build Everbowls. And we built, we started in 2016, just building Everbowls. Well, fast forward, I can build Everbowls for a third of the price of my competitors in one week. So that enables me now to take what was one of my biggest pain points. And now it is one of my leading strategic advantages when I'm in the marketplace. And so the power, if you understand how to use vertical integration, you don't one to 10x your business, you 100x your business. It's taken my company from low eight figures to nine figures just because of how we vertically integrated all the different components. And so when you understand that power, and that's what I teach on stages, and I'm excited to, to I don't want to give away the whole thing, but when I come to your event, you will walk away with a profound understanding of how to use vertical integration in your business, why you need to, and you will immediately start implementing these tactics. I assure you, all the biggest companies from Google, Facebook, uh, Tesla, McDonald's, Amazon, if you reverse engineer their businesses, they are vertically integrating every single day, all, all the time because that is how the biggest and the best do it. And if you're not doing that, this is what's keeping you from getting there. So I really recommend you dive deep in. Yeah, I love that. And I'll just say one thing to add is most of the time you already have the customers. That's why it's so beautiful is you already have the customers and you're either sending them to someone else and at most maybe getting a bit of an affiliate commission or you're actually spending all the money yourself, right? In many cases of your examples and paying way more without the control over it when you can just be paying yourself getting a discount and building another sellable asset so and that um, last bit before we end because i think that's just so important if you look at what elon musk's doing with that charging station chevrolet just started uh, signed a deal with him to now be able to use it and pay elon yeah. my construction company that only built everbulls i now build shaquille o'neal's big chickens yeah. and all these other, i'm making more money building others than i am at everbull now so that's turned into one of my biggest profit centers which started out as a problem solving entity just to reduce my cost and save me money is now making me more money. So yeah, the same for us for sure. Yeah. We've built in-house teams to replace something and now, and then now we sell it as a service and it's like not that that team pays for itself. So they're free and you're making a profit off them. That's right. Yeah. Cool. Well, excited to dive into that for an hour at that event coming up in, in Miami. If you're listening to this way in the future, then I'm sure the recording's floating around too. So just hit us up for that. Uh, where do where does everyone find you? You know, this is some really high level stuff. Yeah, it's clear business, you know, systems and high level business outside of the internet marketing world, which I think more people need because there's so much fluff and BS in this internet marketing world. So where can they start getting this content? I know the podcast is just live, and I told everyone to go and follow that for this reason. But but hit them with the links. Yep. <clears throat> so you go to my website, jefffenster.com. It actually just went live uh, last week when this thing aired. Um, you can hit me up on at Fenster Jeff on all the social channels, my YouTube channel, um, my book, which is on relationship capital on Amazon called Relationship Bank Account. Hit me up, jeff at everbull.com or connect at jefffenster.com. And um, definitely come to Rudy's event because I'd love to meet you. And I look forward to speaking to you guys about vertical integration and building those relationships. Yeah, the relationship side too, just to end, so important. Let's maybe bring a copy of the book for everyone at the event because I would love that's another massive topic that got me to where I am today, right? And nobody that moved to, to America would know, knew, literally knew no one. 
Um, and obviously seven years later, pretty well known now. So um, that's, you know, super resonates with me too. So let's bring that book and give that out maybe to the event um, members as well, because I would love for them to dive deeper into that. So dude, love today's at so much, you know, so much, so little time, but I'm excited for more of this for me uh, to be on the show for you to come to my event and share more with my audience and so much value. And, and obviously I'm super excited to keep working with you and connecting more and sharing ideas. So thank you so much. And um, any final tips for anyone trying to build their dream life, live the red life, build, live in Wonderland, what would you say? Make friends with every single person you meet because just you never for, you never realize who you're talking to. Everybody is someone's brother, sister, aunt, cousin, yeah. friend, or uncle. And if you want to get to some of the biggest names and how you can elevate to the top of any industry really quickly, it's not what you know, it's who you know. So make sure you build that sphere and build that relationships. And you do that by starting and coming to events and following the people that are there, like Rudy, um, and investing in your future. And so be kind to your future self, make those investments and build that network and your net worth will follow. Great. Love it. Guys, go check out Jeff's podcast. Everything will be in the show notes. Come see him in Miami. Uh, Jeff, appreciate it, man. I'll see you very soon. Everyone else, take care. Keep living the red life. And I'll see you guys on an episode very soon. Thanks, guys. My name's Rudy Moore, host of Living the Red Life podcast, and I'm here to change the way you see your life in your earpiece every single week. If you're ready to start living the red life, ditch the blue pill, take the red pill, join me in Wonderland and change your life.